Greetings, and welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm Phyllis Hollis, your host. As an extension of my Instagram page, Cerebral Women, this podcast offers insights into the visual art world. I interview artists, mainly artists of color and female artists, who will freely articulate what inspires their creativity. In addition, you'll hear interesting perspectives from dedicated art professionals who work with artists and the art institutions that feature them. I'm confident that collectively, these individuals will indeed stimulate your mind as they do our eyes. Please know these interviews are conducted in my Manhattan apartment, so please forgive the background sounds of city life. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. This episode features abstract painter Uman. Her dazzling visual vocabulary reflects her life and expansive cross-cultural experiences. Born in Somalia and raised in Kenya, she migrated to Denmark as a teenager and later to New York as a young adult. Now, with a home and studio in upstate New York, Uman paints richly hued worlds replete with gesture, geometry, and the sublime. Her work contemplates both the physical and spiritual, intertwining abstraction, figuration, meditative patterning, and a reverence for the natural world. Her work has been exhibited in the U.S. and abroad, including solo shows at Hauser & Wirth in London and Nicola Vassell in New York City and several others. Group exhibitions include the Aga Khan Museum in Toronto, Canada, Institute of Contemporary Arts in London, and Karma in New York, to name a few. In 2022, she was the recipient of an inaugural grant for the Cube at Triads Formats Festival in Bentonville, Arkansas. Enjoy this episode featuring Uman, and please visit CerebralWomen.com for her expanded bio. Uman. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to feature you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. When did you discover your artistic passion? I guess from childhood, from from a very young age, I needed to always do something creative. And I had no idea where it would lead me to. And I kept working. And and I guess I got very serious in my late 20s, early 30s and discovered painting. Do you recall if there was a particular body of work or an artist that really influenced you early on? Yeah, absolutely. There's quite a few people that have influenced me, and and I don't think I need to mention them, but I just realized, especially artists of the diaspora, who were so successful and doing very well. And obviously, I saw them as people who had opened this door and I could just walk right in. So let's talk about your practice, abstract painter versus figurative painter. When, during this whole discovery period, did you realize that you were going to lean towards abstraction? I started doing figurative in the beginning of my career because I I really wanted to take things in, especially people and faces and eyes. And those were like my understanding of how I wanted to make work was to do portraitures of people. And that was really something that I focused on for a few years, you know, landscapes and cityscapes. And and then I had a friend of mine who said, you know, you're really, really good with colors. 
and why don't you just play with colors and go from there? And that's really how I discovered abstract and how I could just go and dig deep and just explore colors and emotions and put it all on the canvas. And, and so that's the beginning of my abstract career. I think my first abstract painting was a painting. I still have it. It's an orange painting, just an orange painting. And I call it orange painting. And I love that freedom. Yeah. What is that process like, choosing color? So when I go to the studio, sometimes I, I think about color in, in my dreams. And when I go to the studio, I sometimes will say, let me play with some red today. But I want to do like different shades of red. So this is how I start is I choose one color and I use that color on multiple things. And really just a, a feeling, an emotional attachment to the color. You know, sometimes it's black, you know. So it's really emotional. Are you listening to music while you're working? Sometimes, sometimes. I also love having, lately I love having silence. I, I think because it just requires me to not think about anything and go and, and just have this work, focus on the work versus having ups and downs. You know, music is, takes you up, you know, from an emotional high to a low. And so I love playing music, but I also enjoy that working in silence. And what does your workspace look and feel like? It is very organized, very clean. I like order. I also love to be surrounded by paintings, whether it's works on paper. I have, I have scrapbooks on the floor. I have paintings all around me. And I just like the idea of having many options because I get so bored. So I don't focus on one painting. I focus on three or four or five, depending on the day. When do you know work is finished? Now I just have an instinct about it. It, it. it just feels good. I would compare it to like being a conductor or just playing music. And you feel like you have, you compose something and it's, and there's the high and then the low and then they just perfect finish. And, and so this is how I feel about a finished painting. It feels like it sings to me. It's like perfect. And sometimes I need people to tell me that. Do you think about your audience while you're working? Sometimes, sometimes I think about the audience. I think the audience are there to acknowledge you and help you realize what you're doing sometimes. And I like the reaction from the audience. And then sometimes I don't think about the audience. It makes me feel good or it makes me feel a certain way. So that's enough. And when do the titles of a work enter the creative process? It's the last thing on my mind. It's one not my favorite thing to do, naming paintings. I just do it automatically when I'm asked to do it now, when I have a show or something. And um, uh, But it's never really something I think about so much. Because we give something a title, it's not really, really what the audience is not going to understand that title, you know, so unless you're very literal about it, and I'm not. Sometimes they just give it a very random title. What do you enjoy most about your practice? Now I feel free. I feel the freedom of doing what I want to do. And I enjoy getting paid. <laughs> I enjoy living my dreams. I enjoy getting up in the morning and thinking, wow, you really did this. You're actually 
making a living as an artist. I could never ever imagine this in my 20s or 30s. So it, it really feels good. It really does. What are you excited about right now? I'm excited about the space I have been given. I've not finished art school. I've not graduated from art school. I definitely am outside of the art world. And here I am given this opportunity to make work, to have an audience. And so it's a privilege. So this is why I enjoy is like your door is open. Now walk in and do the most amazing things. And that is really great, the validation and the freedom. How do you feel when asked what is Black about your work? Because there's no Black figure in the work. Well, the maker is Black. So it starts from me, the person that makes the work. So obviously, the work is from a Black artist. Sometimes I have a show right now and I have one painting that I consider a self-portrait. So I do blur the lines between abstraction and figuration. So what is Black about my work? It's the, everything about it is Black and it's not even, no question about who it comes from and how it's made. Do you feel Black art can be defined? Yes and no. I think that the whole world is really, really like influenced by black art. Modern art is really, really richly influenced by black art and African art. And so, but no, I don't, I, I, I think it's a very hard question to answer. I'll leave it for some to answer that question. What materials do you use in your work? Mostly acrylics and oils. I'm a painter, right? And I use the, everything that I can apply onto a canvas, spray paint acrylics, oils. And when it comes to making sculptures, which I have done in the past and will continue to do, my sculptures are mainly found objects. I like uh, finding discarded things and making them into something. How has your practice changed over the years? I remember you told me at one point it was landscapes. and It's changed a lot. It's like from painting in a small, tiny room to a really nice studio to having help and these are all like a big evolution and helps my work get to where it is today. And so I feel it has accelerated. It's gotten stronger and stronger, if I may say so myself, and more confident. So painting versus creating a sculpture. As an artist, does that creativity feel different? Maybe. I mean, sculpture is like a almost like conceptual. You think about it before you even make it. It's almost so easy. Painting is very difficult unless you have figured out the language. It's like translating something that's not even there. And so I think that it's two different things, but also maybe the same things if it comes from the same person. How do you keep learning? I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I see as much shows as I can online because I live in upstate New York. It's very hard for me to see things physically. I know it's not the best way to see art, but I read a lot of magazines and I just try to know everything that's happening. At one point I was on social media. I loved that experience of just seeing people's work. This is my way of learning is just to, to observe. I'm an observer. If you weren't a visual artist, what other career path do you think you would have chosen? I don't know. I think at this point, I don't even think I would be alive if I wasn't a visual artist. That's just a fact. 
It saved my life. It's made me a very, very strong person. So I can't think of any other life. You know, I obviously can do everything I want to. If I had to survive, I would go wash dishes or farm or whatever to survive. But I'm just happy that I'm here and not depressed <laughs> and not raising five kids and not pursuing my dreams. Are there concepts or thoughts that connect your work? Yes. Main ingredients is color, emotion, and I'm sorry, <laughs> that kind of stunts me, that question. Yeah, no, it's not an easy one. Like when you're moving from one painting to the next, right? Let's say in one day, is every piece unique? Are they connected in some way? When I work in a group of paintings, and I usually probably would have them all put together next to each other in a room, yes, they are connected. Sometimes the most important connections they have is color. I used one color on each painting. And so they're all sort of connected in that one thing. What do you feel is the purpose of art? The purpose of art is to heal, to to make things reachable and attainable and beauty and enlightenment. And art is very important. It has a big role in all our lives. So I think art is, for me, it's healing. Do you feel your audience, when they're viewing your work, do you feel they understand it? From the people I've talked to, I feel they do understand it. I don't think it takes like a, like a really, really intellectual person to understand art. My favorite audience are just anybody who sees my work off the street, who has no knowledge or experience or hasn't been exposed in the art world. And they just have a this reaction to the work and that always touches me. I live in upstate, obviously, and I have a plumber or an electrician or somebody who walks into the building and they give me a reaction to the work. This is a big compliment to me, because especially for people who don't have anything to do with art, who art is, does not play any role in their lives. That is a big compliment to me. I've appreciated our conversation very much. And this is our last question. In the world we live in today, as an artist, what do you feel is your role? So my role is to tell this story that's uniquely mine, this idea that I exist only to make my work, and it's my thank you to the world, to bring sweetness to the world and give back. Well, thank you for the work you do, and keep working, and congratulations on your accomplishments. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit CerebralWomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.